that. Let's do that and that. Ah! What just happened? Hello. Uh, hey, so, uh, I guess let's get this show started. Um, I'm going to begin by apologizing. Um, as usual, I'm Canadian. So, um, for everyone's ears, I am sorry for what I'm about to do. long time I got a lot that's on my mind I miss so much I think I need an FAQ but luckily in my absence there's been shiver holding strong Canadian syrup Nixicara I'll bring news to you I miss what looks like Starmarine finally seeming somewhat playable I know I've said it's in the game but that's mostly just a parable I missed some sound design that's really sounding very fine Connie Hornet and the Cutlass are going back in line But here I am, I guess I'm back Ready to jump back into the universe at hand Star Citizen is coming fast So everyone brace yourselves, Citizen Con is next ah. Sure's back! Yay! <laughs> okay, so, um, what? Oh, I didn't change people's names either. God. It's been a while. Hello. Something wrong, Shiver? No, nothing. It's brilliant. Everything's going to plan. This is, this is grade A stuff. Hey, it's still budget edition. <laughs> I didn't even change the name of the thing. Ugh, hello. How's everyone doing? Um, so, with me, I'm, I'm David, or Eris, or whatever. With me today is Shiver, over there, and next. And we've got Edenstar joining us. So. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, let's, let's begin by, uh, talking to Edenstar. So, Edenstar, the most important question we have for you today. Yes. What's your citizen number? It is one million. I am UEE <laughs> citizen one million. I, I believe there was a bit of a big deal made about this when when you became citizen star one million. It was, it was kind of I cool. think the big deal was that we reached one million, not yeah. necessarily. I was oh no, no, not million. necessarily. You just the fact. <laughs> oh, I don't know, fifty-fifty at least. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, it, it, I was surprised about how big of a deal it was until you know, I didn't know until I checked the forums and saw like different messages on my walls. You know, people privately messaging me congr congratulations. Asking me to sell my account to them. Really? <laughs> yes. What's what's the uh, the highest amount you were offered? Um, 
someone was offering me three packages of some humongous ship. I don't know. I, like, hold on, I can check it up later. But um, <laughs> I was like, oh, no, thanks. That was one of the first messages that I got. I was like, excited. Like, oh, I got a message already. Click. <laughs> sell me <laughs> your account. account. <laughs> yes, sell me your account. How much? And another person offered me a thousand bucks for my account. And I was like, um, okay, this is strange. And I think like the second or third, someone was like, congratulations, you're the one millionth. Um, someone wants to give you a ship. And I was like, oh, this is a spam. Delete. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, I don't know, it was fun, uh, you know, to see all that excitement over um, a number? reaching one million. So have you, not necessarily. You've, you've kept the account then? Yes. Good. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope so. Otherwise, I've got the wrong guest. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about you. We care about the number on the account, obviously. Right, Shiver? Is that what you're suggesting? Wait, you're the, that way. I look at you. I just see numbers, ones, and zeros. Uh, so what brought you to Star Citizen in the first place? Um, my friends are in Star Citizen. So Jay joined when their number was like what, around 700,000. And they talked about this game constantly. It was like nonstop. It's like, guys, we get it. This game's going to be awesome. Please stop talking about it. They wouldn't stop talking about it. And eventually got to the point where more and more of us was joining in the game. And I was at the point where I was like, I'll do it later. And right after Citizen Con 2015, there were more video clips and stuff like that. Um, Pike showed me, uh, what's it called? ship commercials and i was like that's it i'm coming in <laughs> i'm joining <laughs> uh what did you start with mustang beta nice good um so what do you do now you've gotten a bit more involved than just random one million citizen and leaving so what, what do you do now i've joined the base excuse me <laughs> You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Um, I joined the base as their one of their crew members and maybe uh, part-time host and marketing person. Nice. And yeah, I, it's amazing considering that in the past year alone we have half more, half a million more accounts. When it took about three years to get to one million, so I see looking back why it was a big deal because people who backed the game in 2012, 2013, watch this company and watch this game grow slowly. And it, you know, it goes exponentially. So yeah. when it got to 1 million, it was like... And what are they at big, now? 1.5 big something? Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it, was, it was a really big deal. And it's, um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens after CitizenCon this year. Um, Probably... Same thing, more more accounts rolling in. Yeah. <laughs> Which speaking uh, of CitizenCon, yeah, is there some kind of base presence at CitizenCon? There will be a couple of base people over there, yes, including me. I will be at uh, at CitizenCon. Will there be any kind of special event going on that someone who's there might be able to participate in <laughs> randomly just by being there? Yes, we're gonna do this bounty hunt scavenger challenge. Um, any listeners or anybody can join in. Basically, there are six volunteers from both INN and the base radio, including our one of their, our 
my host, Eris, where you find us, take a, pic take a picture with us, and then find me. The first person to have all of six of us in photo will get a prize. It's a little surprise, but yeah. it's going to be and who knows, there might be, like, runner-up prizes and stuff, too. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And anybody, and anybody will follow who... beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And anyone who even just participates, like, with one photo and finds me, uh, can qualify for a raffle yeah. later on the show. <laughs> and, yeah, if you find me and you give me beer, I'll just follow you all night. It's, it's a problem. Uh, speaking of CitizenCon, um, I also want to mention, so there's going to be some base presence there. There's also going to be some INN presence there. Um, if you're going, find us. Say hi, because why not, really? Tugging on Eris's beard is good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've actually decided I finally got my girlfriend to approve just me growing it out to see what happens oh <laughs> look at shipper <laughs> but it's gonna cover up your bow tie if eventually yes i'm just gonna clip the bow tie onto the beard i'm gonna get some clip-on ones and just clip them straight to the beard <laughs> I'm back, and I think people expected like something good to happen or something. No, no, this is this is it. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna move that over there. And David is evolving to a hermit. He's going to start hoarding, and uh, he will never leave the house. Once the beard gets to there and this wide, he's not socially allowed outside. Details. Okay, so. Um, you can be found over on the base. What time do you do stuff on the base? Uh, sometimes I'm, you can find me on the Star Citizen Roundtable. And sometimes you can find me on the Friday Night Show. Friday Night Show's a good time. I can't wait to <laughs> invade that again. Okay. Shivers like covering his face. <laughs> Shivers spends most of his time covering his face. He's really disappointed in anyone who talks about um, things or people. The embarrassing uh, things that we have done in our lives. Animated or I, I was sober. <laughs> oh hey, Nakara's in chat. Everyone say hi to Nakara and wish him well. Yeah, wish him well on his recovery from stuff so uh let's... stuff not even once yeah just stuff <laughs> uh let's move on to uh the news and stuff that happened this week uh we're gonna start by talking about uh return of 10 for the chairman so 10 for the chairman is back this week it's it's like i came back and cig were like <laughs> okay Eris is back. We can run 10 for the chairman again. So 10 for the chairman is back. Um, it's just once it's back. It's not recurring. Yeah, I know. But it was... The f wasn't it something to do with the format being an experiment and they're going to see if that sticks? And yeah. Hopefully they change the time. Well, and it's it seems like they've kind of pulled in a reverse the verse on it. Like reverse the verse is now more about the people who know stuff. It used to be all about the community team just 
hanging out and chatting. Now it's about specific developers. Well, 10 for the Chairman is the same. It's Chris and a specific developer, right? It's more, kind of more in-depth, I guess. Um, so uh, I, I'm assuming we all watched it. I hope we all watched it. What did you all think? I thought, I the, thought details... the transcript was good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the details and the faces and the expressions they could make was amazing. It was like movie quality stuff right there. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm still blown away by... Like, they, they were showing the one character a lot, and he was, like, a tier two character, and there's two tiers of better characters above him. I, ah, ah. Yep. I thought that was amazing. Um, I, I also think that, I mean, I think it was last year at CitizenCon that we saw Mark Hamill, right? Yeah. We saw Mark yeah. It's surprising how much better everything looks than what we saw last year. Both the Gary Oldman stuff and the Mark Hamill stuff. It's there is a marked and significant improvement in the the face facial animations. Yeah. That goes to show how much work they're putting into this game. So And yeah. the idea that there's gonna be hundreds of actors at that detail level is uh, it keeps making me think of oh, L.A. Noir. Did any of you ever play L.A. Noir? Yeah. But, like, L.A. Noir was the first game to do this. It was the first game to get all the actors to sit down, and they, they like, fully motion-captured their heads. Mortal <clears throat> <throat> Kombat! <clears throat> first good game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually prefer Mortal Kombat to L.A. Noir, but the scale is a bit different. Yeah, well, I mean, L.A. Noir did the whole thing with the faces trying to do the emotions. Mm. It, uh, with with the interrogation scenes, you were meant to be able to read the... Uh, it, it didn't really work. No. You just sort of used a strategy card. But it was it's the primordial thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's... it's I, I feel like... One... I feel like what we've seen of the characters from from Ten for the Chairman and from other things, you're kind of able to feel the emotion a lot more in this than you were in L.A. Noir. I think L.A. Noir was a bit early mm. in the um, the genesis of the new technique, and I think CIG are pulling it off fantastically. Um, what did you make about what they said about the character customization being? You've got a set of heads, you've got a set of hair, and you just sort of mix match. I you know what? What do you think about sliders in there? How much of a customization level do you think we're talking? Mass Effect, Knights of the Old Republic one, or Fallout, or APB sort of thing. Mass Effect. Um, I look at things like Fallout Four, and one of the things lots of people do with with a slider like that, or with uh, what was that Black Desert Online that had an amazing character creator, right? And People can make some really, really amazing looking things, but the reverse is also true. People, if I feel like if you give people in the character creator the ability to make something ridiculously awesome and completely, you know, representative of exactly them, then you can also make, you know, giant troll face green and bulbousy. And like, I don't think. 
I, I think restricting it a tiny bit is actually better for the role playing as a whole. Mm. Yeah, definitely take immersion if you see someone with a Pinocchio nose. Yeah. And of course, uh, making it uniform across sizes for general interaction with objects in the world. And for your helmet. It, it would look pretty bad if you put on your helmet and your cheekbones are sticking out of the side or it's something, right? Like, it's... Mm. I'm pretty okay with it. Okay. And they do, they do say you should be able to get pretty close to replicating yourself in-game. Yeah, but, I mean, all of us do look like normal human beings. Except Shiver. <laughs> um... Yeah, no. I, Go ahead. I tried to recreate my face once in Mass Effect just by looking at it, and I was like, yeah, that, that looks right. And I turned the guy to the side. I was like, my cheekbones are not like that. And I went and looked in the mirror. It's like, yeah, they actually are. Oh, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> so that was. Mm. Personally, I tend to, in games that have like. You, you you pick the default one and then you can kind of customize it a bit. I just pick the default one because as soon as I touch it, as soon as I'm like, oh, let's fiddle with the chin a tiny bit and I look at it from another neck, it looks good from here and then another angle, the chin is like this far out and wonky and it's just, no, I don't have the something to customize heads. Let's give yeah. me my standard you know, generic male number two beard done go. Yeah, I'll just click a random button a couple of times to get something like. Yeah. Well, considering Casuals. that CIG is going for the whole realism aspect, I don't think there'll be an extreme amount of like my nose is going to be up to here, my cheekbones going to be extended out that way. Yeah. So I, I think there'll be plenty of options and opportunities to create characters. It. I. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they come out with, and we should see something about it pretty soon because we are supposed to be able to customize our characters in Squadron Forty Two. So. Which yeah. maybe it's a con. Maybe yeah, I mean I'm sure they want that to us soon, and it is something that lots of other developers will actually release well before the game. If you look at Black Desert Online, they released their character generator to drum up interest in the game itself, right? So, we might who knows when we'll see it, but soon. Yeah, I spend uh, like hours creating my characters. So just, just releasing that, people would just be online just creating characters. I could just see that happening. Exactly. It's, it's something people love to do. So, um, Anyway, it was good to see uh, Ten for the Chairman again. They, they, did, they had a lot of good information in there, especially when it came to characters and how they're moving on the character pipeline and all that. It was great. Um, but let's move on to the next thing we're going to quickly discuss here, which is just CitizenCon in general. Um, CitizenCon is what, like two weeks away now? Where are we? We're here. One, two. Two weeks and a day away from CitizenCon. Um, are you excited, Shiver? I actually really am. Really am. Even though I'm not going, I'm really excited. I'm jealous as sin of you all, but it's going to be a good... No, you're not. If you were that, if you were sorry, you wouldn't look that happy. I always look happy. I'm just a happy person, Shiver. Don't knock my happiness. I'm not. We're not having this discussion here. I'm sorry. You went till we're done, and I'm taking you home. 
Um, so I want to do an around thing, starting with Shiver, then Nix, then even start. Uh, what are you hoping for most from CitizenCon? Like, if what's your one, your biggest? What do you want most from it? That's a tough one. Yeah, because I think I'm going to have to go with Squadron Forty Two details. Just because, I mean, I, I want to know more about Squadron. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who played Wing Commander that are like, yeah, I want to know about Squadron too. Yeah. Next. Then the Polaris. Then the Polaris, of course. <laughs> I've got probably the same, yeah. I'd love to see more about Squadron. I'd love to just, let me see, we're on track, we're going to make it. That'd be, that'd be enough. Um, the planets as well, the next version of planets they say they're talking about. If it's in like those deserts we saw weeks ago, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Even sir? I want to see female characters. Like, not the sneak peeks that we've been getting little clips of. I want to see full-blown female character in costume doing things. Uh, yeah, the ability to... I really hope it comes with 3.0 or soon around then. The ability to just choose a female character I think will be really good for the game. Because... Yeah. <laughs> I normally play a female character in games. Star Citizen is the first one where I'm not going to, but it's... It's been disappointing not having a female character model. Right now it's the world populated with men, right? <laughs> yeah. It, well, and not just that it's populated with men, it's populated with all bald men and... <laughs> <laughs> with yellow hats? Yeah, like... I, I, for one, welcome our bold overlords. <laughs> um, anyway, CitizenCon's coming up. Uh, we'll talk a bit more about coverage. Well, wait a minute. What are you most excited for for CitizenCon? I'm most excited for a hopeful release date for squadron 42 and in that like like i don't know if it's gonna happen i really like it but i'm most excited for citizen con because gamescom was really really good at showing the world in general that hey star citizen is an actual game it's not a piece of malware i feel like citizen con this year especially will i know malware is the wrong word i don't care um I'm I'm excited for people to see something substantial about Star Citizen and to, for for other people to finally see that yes, there is an actual game here. When when Squadron comes out, when Squadron comes out, it's certainly going to put a lot of people. Um, the like various people will have to look at it, will react to it, and will review it. Some people won't like it. Some people will love it, but. It's there will be something concrete produced. Yeah, Nakara's uh, in chat is mentioning the correct word, which is vaporware, and I'm really excited for. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for Star Citizen to hopefully at CitizenCon go a long way towards proving it's not vaporware. Um, with that. INN is going to have a large presence at CitizenCon. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it this week. We'll uh, we'll cover that a lot more on the show next week. But we're going to have like nine or ten of us at the show floor. We'll have Shiver and Nix and other people 
back at the home base to help us cover everything. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have some good coverage out of CitizenCon this year. Be be prepared. <sighs> now, um, yeah, we got... What's it? Wait, what time does this normally switch over into questions? 2.15? It's at the 15-minute mark, right? 3.15. It's been a while. <laughs> uh, let's talk about vaporware and the Kotaku article that happened this week. Because that was... You want to co-tackle this? <laughs> Wait. I've got a That's better idea. That's what have been putting up with. I have a better idea. Hang on. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> Even better! I don't even have to leave. I can just make Shiver disappear. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll bring him back. Fine. Um, it was dark. <laughs> uh, first off, for anyone that hasn't read it, I'm posting this in the chat. Uh, it's Nakara's response to the Kotaku article. Um, yeah. But... I want if they to say, haven't read the Kotaku article, they wouldn't be finished yet by the time the show ends. Yeah, well, the, the Kotaku article is... It's long. Yeah. It's very long. It's like at least 400 pages long, by my count. Which... It's a thesis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally someone's thesis. And... It gets a lot of... It does a lot really, really well. Um, I want to say right off the bat that uh, we actually think it's a pretty decent article. It does a lot of things very right. It it actually gets comment from CIG. CIG commented on it, and there are quotes from CIG in the article, which is literally better than most other news organizations have done for Star Citizen in the past. Escapist. Um, It's a good article. It covers a lot, but it covers a lot from the past. It's very much an article about last year and about the problems that Star Citizen was having last year. So I don't know. This I've been... is that's one of the things, though, isn't it? Is um, there's a lot to cover, and by the time if you've done a lot of research to cover it, it is the past. It's not tackling today. It's not looking at the company's position where it is now, what it's producing now, what's on the horizon. Yeah. I, I think that that is one of the large points in Nakara's rebuttal to the article is that it, it really doesn't include how the game's doing now. And it should, because, yeah, there were problems. But... Every single person that's been following Star Citizen just about knows about those problems. We know that Star Marine was indefinitely delayed. Like, I don't know. It's... It's not news to us. Yeah. And I feel like the article was a tiny bit negative on the whole thing for other people that don't know what's been going on. It's... 
I guess my biggest problem is there's a giant article about the development of Star Citizen that if you look at it and you know how game development works or if you've been following Star Citizen, you kind of realize, oh, hey, this happens to every single game ever. This is not an abnormality. This is normal. But if you're seeing this and this is all you're seeing and you don't know how game development works because you've never looked into it and to you, a game is announced and then six months later it's out and it just goes from announcement to being on your table, which is probably what most people think then the article does a huge disservice yeah. a lot yeah. of gaming media uh publications at least uh, they're no longer you know here, here's the game here's what we liked about it here's what we don't like about it or here's here's our impressions of things we've seen this happen before it's more of a do you like what this magazine has to say as opposed to this magazine has to say? The same way that you would pick newspapers over here. You you find a newspaper that agrees with your uh, political stance and you read it from the news from that political stance. It's There's a almost like a mirror of that in the gaming journalism world at the moment. Yeah. There are definitely biases in different, um, what's it called? reviewers of games and you have to be careful or anybody out there let's be real be careful where you get your information from I mean, it's because, gonna know. happen though it's mm -hmm. i mean if i write a review of a roguelike i'm not a big fan of those games i probably won't review very well but if i write a review of a game that I'm, i like the type of genre i like then i'll write it you need to find people who like the type of things you like so that you can have because if you agree with them in other articles you'll agree with them in this one probably it's not, it's going to be different for everyone. I will fully admit that INN are extremely biased towards good things involving Star Citizen. We think it's a great game and we like it. We have a bias. But, mm. I do recall numerous instances of us calling out the game for not agreeing what it's doing. It's, it's, I, I feel like it's in the matter that you do it. You can't, you can't end an article talking all about how the game's having problems with a, it's just a technical demo right now, there's nothing to it. Because, no, that is, that is disingenuous and wrong. For the record, Portal was a tech demo. Yeah. Actually, Portal was is, a tech demo. Portal is... It's great fun. Portal 1 is possibly my greatest game of all time. It's perfect. But you look at you look at how he says how he finishes the article, the Kotaku article with Star Citizen, saying that there's nothing to the game and it's still just a tech demo now. I don't think that's true. I think you've got an alpha, and understanding what an alpha is, it's the game in a barely playable state, is important. Why is I don't know. I sorry, I get worked up when hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> No, you wouldn't no? like him when he's angry. He gets this <laughs> red and... You call uh, it anger, I call it passion. <laughs> yeah, uh, Commander Lama in, in chat brings up a good point. He says that uh, if we're going to subscribe to transparent game development, though, we'd be doing a disservice by ignoring the problems the project has had, which have been many. Everybody does need to keep their pants on, though. And yeah, we we do know about the problems that the game has had and there have been a lot of problems star marine has been a huge thorn in cig's side for a long time i just i feel like some people in chat are mentioning that 
the Kotaku article is supposed to be part of a series and there's supposed to be a positive one coming later, maybe. I feel like if you're going to say something positive about where the game is now, you shouldn't you shouldn't do it in two chunks. Like, the, the place that they ended that article at was a place saying not that it's been troubled in the past, but that it's still in trouble, which is why I still have problem with the the title of the article it's the troubled development as in it's still troubled as in star citizen is still having problems with development i i disagree with that i know it did i think it's important to talk about why it did and what happened i don't think the article does it right it's interesting as well because the, the article the Kotaku article said that elite dangerous was a model to go off and financial thoughts, model, financial model um, to go off, but it also, I mean, and when you look at their post on, they had a similar post with Elite, and they named it like the story of Elite's development or something like that. And Elite had probably similar problems with their, because they were probably forced to make the financial decisions that they made. It seems very contrasting that they would. Yeah, you know, they should treat them equally. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But in the, with the way that the gaming media is now, though, is that they, like I say, they do appeal to certain kinds of people, and in order to appeal to those certain kinds of people, they have this kind of opinion. It's um, gone are the days where it was like you know, I don't, I don't care about who made this game, what made this game, I'm just going to review this game and tell people I enjoyed it, why I enjoyed it, or why I hated it, things like that. It's, um, you know, everything gets compared to something else. It's not the same as it was. It is now a business. Everything's a business. It's all about how much you can shift, how much money you can make, who's reading your tweets and everything. It's I, I used to be think... about the games. I think trying to compare Elite Dangerous and Star Citizen is horribly, horribly unfair to Elite Dangerous. Because although they've had drastically, drastically different development methods, if you look at Star Citizen, by the end of the Kickstarter of Star Citizen, how many millions of dollars had it made? Like 8 to 10 million? And looking at where it is now, that sounds like nothing. But at the time, that was insane amounts of money and elite what barely made the one million dollar mark they did not have the funding to do with the game what they might have wanted to do and it shows in the game itself it's not as fully fleshed out a game and it released sooner it released in the time frame that chris originally wanted star citizen to release he originally wanted uh, squadron 42 released in that you know two-year window but then the backers said no we're gonna give you um, let me just, where, where is it? What are we at now? $124.267 million to make something better. I, you can't compare them. And it's, it's honestly unfair to Elite Dangerous to compare the two. And it's unfair to Star Citizen to say that a traditional development method is way better because another game released earlier. Releasing early doesn't necessarily make its make yeah. a good but, uh, game they they did also make the point of that make a point they they strongly inferred uh cryengine's not up to task uh, that's debatable and also the most important factor there is 
There was no other engine at the time. I disagree with you, Shiver. <laughs> CryEngine is not up to the task. Fortunately, it's barely CryEngine anymore, as CIG has it's, basically... It's at least 50% CryEngine. But... They're not CryEngine. It's not. It's... it's... I know they've done a load of work, and I'm not trying to mean that. They've done miracles that engine, but the CryEngine itself is quite an impressive engine. The thing that puts people off CryEngine is, like, say, say you go to look at a manual of um, Unreal. The manual could be that thick. The manual for uh, CryEngine is like that. CryEngine worked, yeah. would have worked for just Squadron 42. Just the single-player mm. game that they were planning on building... They weren't going to build the MMO until later, until the single-player game did well. It wasn't until, again, they got $124 million that, hey, let's just do it all once, and then we don't have a single-player game and an MMO with different, different capabilities. We've got everything the same. It's unified. It's better. I mean, one of the points regarding engines well is they didn't really... They kind of provided more context to that. That, well, yes, if they were starting it now with what they know now and the funds they had now, they'd have probably built their own engine. Yep. But at the time, they had, was 6.3 million, according to according the Chat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, with that much, they couldn't realistically have made their own engine. And mm. they never knew they were going to get 124 or 123 or whatever it is. Keep in so, mind, the Kickstarter was asking for a million. Stretch goals were to yeah. 6 million. They... Chris himself at six million said that he never, in his wildest dreams, imagined we'd get that. He still had uh, financial support, exterior financial support lined up until the project hit uh, what what twenty or thirty million. Like there was, he was still planning on going to outside investors until that point. Like it's, they didn't know. Nobody knew that Star Citizen would become the highest grossing, crowdfunded anything ever. Anyway, let's uh, quickly move on a tiny bit. I we should say quickly, just, See, that just was before passion. we move on, that <laughs> well, we're picking apart some of the problems that the article had. It all in all, it was a pretty well-reasoned article. Yep. They did, it was mm. better than most, and oh, yeah. give them the credit where it's due for that. We're, we're picking the article apart because there are a few important things that it missed. The rest of it was honestly one of the best-researched mainstream star citizen articles that have come out and yeah i think that's saying something um yeah it's even if you're completely new to the project and you see this it's it is a good springboard to learn more about it you might read about this and go oh well this this is actually quite interesting i'd like to more read more about what's going on with it so it, it be it negative or bad it is still press yeah and CIG, all in all, don't seem to hate on it. Neither do the fans. Most of the Star Citizen fans are very accepting of the fact that there were problems in development. Um, let's Any projects, and let's be honest, anything anyone does, there's going to be problems or challenges. Excuse yeah. me. Try and run CIG a small... Is not... <laughs> yeah, try and run a small transcript website. You get huge amounts of problems. And that's... <laughs> Um, so I want to talk a tiny bit about, uh, some of the things we saw this week and last week, I guess, uh, in Around the Verse, which is the video state, the visual stabilization that they're implementing for the FPS. Did you all see it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. 
Very excited. Very excited. I'm so happy. <laughs> Me too. Star Citizen, like playing the Persistent Universe, I've hated getting out of my ship because it's just been a headache to walk around. I'm so excited for this. I'm. Ah! Oh. <laughs> it was really, really interesting in the behind the scenes and around the verse where they discussed the steps they went through trying to figure it out. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah. It was really, really interesting. And yeah, the chicken. Chicken, chicken hype. Chicken, yep. <laughs> it reminded me of, chicken. of some video I've seen of just there's a girl and she's literally just doing this and there's a chicken on her shoulder that's just bobbing in time with her as she kind of moves. It's great video. Love it. It's just chicken. Uh, chickens are great. Chicken hype. Great for dinner, too. What the cluck is going on? We're talking about chickens. Uh, but we're going to move on from chickens. I really just wanted to mention that I think the visual stabilization is great and uh, the FPS that's coming up looks exciting and I can't wait for 2.6. We're going to talk quickly before we move to, to questions about Evocati. Um, the avocados, as we know and love them. Um, who likes avocados? Av avocados are good. Ugh, weird green <laughs> things. Have you not had not guacamole? Me. Like good guacamole? I've not had good guacamole because I don't believe that good guacamole is a thing that exists. Ah. <gasps> Oh, I'm gonna have to fix that in LA. <laughs> I, I do. Does anybody want... know good guacamole? I do think everyone uh, going to CitizenCon should bring something significant from the place that they're coming from. Uh, I will be bringing something called Sortilège. Um, it is a maple syrup liqueur. It's a maple syrup whiskey. Oh. Um, it tastes like maple syrup but it's alcohol. It's one of the greatest inventions of all time, and it's Canadian, so I'll be bringing some of that for people to try out. <laughs> um, How many days is INN together in LA? From the 6th to the 12th. Oh, wow. Might want to prepare the hospitals, get the dialysis machines ready. <laughs> don't worry, I don't drink that much. Ah, uh, wait. Good. Yes, it's the others that we're worried about. Right. Everyone else. I've met you, and I've drunk with you. And how was I at the end of the night? I don't know, I was drunk. You were. I you hadn't were. drunk for all year. I, I, I was pretty <laughs> good. You made me an alcoholic. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, so, there's been a bit of Evocati drama this week over on the Reddit, because some of the people that have Evocati access broke their NDAs and posted statistics and stuff about the 2.6 builds that they're testing. Um, it sounds like... I think it was bows that they were going to be testing. Yeah. I don't think they started testing yet. I don't know. It's like, uh, they've been... Yep. Suffice to say that a bunch of people broke the uh, Evocati NDA. Um, I believe the subreddit's actually going to be taking a stance against that and not allowing anything that breaks the NDA, not allowing leaks that break NDA on the subreddit, which I wholly approve of. Um, there's there's the NDA for a reason. Yeah. It's breaking the law if you break it. 
as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I wish I... Contract. Necessary. Not yeah. necessary a law, I don't think. Well, breach of contract is... Eris there... is harsh. There are... <laughs> Eris is harsh. <laughs> there are legal consequences for breaches of contract. Um, mm -hmm. uh, True Medic is, uh, is mentioning that it's only Evocati leaks that are going to be removed from the subreddit. Anything else is fair game. And that's true. And I'm... Eh, I still think all people who leak anything should be uh, drawn and quartered at dusk. But um, I'm a bit extreme. Anybody? Anybody. Anybody. What if they were... I don't know. What if they were, I don't know, a red one or something? Anybody. Drawn and quartered. <laughs> um, I, I really just want to say on the NDA, I kind of wish CIG had a way of punishing the people who break the NDA because the NDA is important. Uh, I think it was McKetton, uh, who posted in one of the Reddit threads about all the work that the Evocati do and about how much work they actually do for CIG and for us about how much stuff they do before we ever see it and how much how many bugs they get to see before we ever see them. Evocati are very important. Uh, if CIG had to shut down the Evocati and had to start paying for QA people to go through all that, it would be very expensive. I want the Evocati to continue. I think that the Evocati need to realize that as well and not fuck it up i mean it's it's not bad there must be a significant group of these people and people are human they're probably talking to their org mates or their best friends about it but they're not posting it on reddit that's the difference one yeah. person out of this large group has and it's yeah. it's always the one guy somewhere you're gonna get that yeah. one guy it's it's a great group and most of them have been great and not broken that it's uh yeah i don't like the ivacati well sorry no i don't like the person who leaked <laughs> the person from the ivacati who leaked it i dislike that i dislike the it feels like if cig gave me their trust about something which let's be honest they don't um but if they did I don't know. I don't think I'd, I'd want to screw it up. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely different from CIG leaks because if CIG accidentally leaks something or it, it doesn't harm the development so much, whereas if the Evocati leak things, they shut down Evocati, it will harm the development. It's in all of our benefit that Evocati don't leak. I still still disagree i still think the original leak the red one leak from way back uh should have been contained on the subreddit i or at least they should have been faster about forcing anything to have a leak tag on it because i didn't want to see any of that crap and anyway and besides most of the stuff that was leaked isn't even in the game anymore because that's the yeah. that's the nature of game it, development. It... In fairness, it did say, like, Squadron 42, all caps, big leak assets and things, and you were like, I wonder what this is! Don't know what else I expected. <laughs> I just didn't click on anything that for, like, two weeks. Um, 
Okay, uh, that's that's actually it for our topics. So uh, we're moving into question time. If anyone has questions, throw them in the little old chat box. Um, preface them with bracket all caps question end bracket then your query and we will attempt to answer them to the best of our very meager abilities without saying rhubarb rhubarb i failed oh god it's been a while that i put the mature warning on the channel bloody rhubarb there is a mature warning on the channel i tried to log in it was like this channel is rated as mature <laughs> good job shiver because <laughs> holy sh oh yeah you'll say fuck but you'll send to yourself saying shit <laughs> uh no actually i said shit fuck all uh, right is that a mushroom no that's shiitake ah <laughs> uh, yeah sorry Okay, let's 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 delve right into the questions. Oh my god, what am I doing with my life? Um, You're a fun guy. That's the truffle with these puns. Oh, that's good. I like that one. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> uh, so Hayes07 asks, do you want to discuss the underlying trend of the information that was leaked? I believe it's a huge shift in flight mechanics, and I think it's a positive direction. Did anyone look at it? I think it has something to do with flight being dramatically changed. I, I think it's supposed to be dramatically slower. Some, I, am I allowed to say? I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I, 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 some some uh, some ships are uh, having their quantum speed, I think it was, fiddled with. And that's about as much as I want to say, really, without, yeah. Okay. Uh, Speed's being fiddled with. I really like flight as it is, but I always think that they can try new things, and and I'm excited to see what they're gonna do. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if it's a, if it's a positive direction or negative direction. Tough tried it. Yep. I did not read it. Let's read it. <laughs> yeah, neither did I. Let's let's be honest. Um, Brivals eighty four asks, "Do you think? Excuse me. Oh, this is very." Um, carbonated beer uh do you think there will be a scavenger ship similar to the prospector yes uh nitro typat asks why can't nixt touch type <laughs> it's, he's asking the wrong question it's why can't nitro touch type ah okay that's what we should be asking uh, okay why can't nitro Touch type. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Getting my belly asks, <laughs> "How about that shirt, Eris? What shirt? I'm confused." No, your Eris confused isn't here today. Isn't here so this he can't week. make the joke. Well, he <laughs> exists. Do you, Eden Star? Do you by any chance know uh, two people who will permanently replace Shiver and Mist? <laughs> So that I no longer have to deal well, with I'm this done. sort of asshattery? You're just as guilty as me, Jimmy. Don't you try and deny it. My name is Talking Harris, in your Jimmy. silly accent like that. Well, accent. Anyone who can replace Shiver is going to be as bad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not with puns, but something else. I don't know. Shiver's just get puns, Dez on. 
The only reason yeah. I keep Shiver around is for his puns, actually. It's... <laughs> I'm going to get Ben on one day, and we're going to have a pun off for two hours. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> I'm in. Uh, so GameZocker123 asks, uh, do you think CIG is going to do a pre-show event like the last year's Battle of Vega? Uh, no, I don't think it'll be quite similar to Battle of Vega, but I imagine there will be some pre-show stuff anyway. Is the bead... What? Flint Dragon asks, what is Eris doing with his life? Absolutely nothing. Uh, Trumatic asks, with SC Alpha 2.6 having aspects of it being tested by the Ivocati, what are your predictions for a non-NDA PTU not live of the patch? Right around CitizenCon. I, I think we'll... I'd imagine they're going to try and release it on CitizenCon day. If it's ready, if not, probably the week or so after, uh, it would be a huge boost Citizen Con for Chris to stand up and be like, here's Star Marine. I'm going to show it off to you for 15 minutes. No horrible uh, military jargon included this time because last time that went over so well. Um, and when we're done, by the way, that's going live right now. Boom. Internet I see it going to PTU for everyone yeah. on CitizenCon, yeah. but it would be nice. <laughs> uh, Miku Hatsune asks for CitizenCon predictions. Um, so we, we talked earlier about what we each wanted at CitizenCon. Now, what do we each think we'll get at CitizenCon? Shiver. Delays. It's going to be a delayed start by about 10, 15 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Fully accurate. Next. There'll be a whole band of people on INN shots running around, bothering everyone outside the event. Fully accurate. Even start. <laughs> oh, gosh. I know there's going to be a line in front of the door way before it begins. Hours. Um, Hours, yes. I might be among them. Um, and I don't know what to expect. This is my first CitizenCon, so I'm just just going to yeah. enjoy the ride. Expect awesomeness. <laughs> um, I expect awesomeness, yes. I expect Star Marines, Squadron 42, and a release date. Whether that, who knows when, but I expect a release date. One of us has their hopes too high. <laughs> it's obviously Shiver. Uh, our holiday asks thoughts half on an hour the... delay <laughs> exactly thoughts on the mustang delta being pitted against the saber in the poll <laughs> the saber's gonna win right <laughs> is the mustang... seriously is the mustang delta even a ship yeah you had one for a while it's fun it is a lot of fun to fly but it's a saber you know what else really is... you know what else is a lot of fun to fly literally anything else Why would you yeah, have a delta a when you boy. Can, Why would you have a delta when you can have a beta? Because delta's man. got more guns and it's way more fun Camper when you've got a hot ass. Man. Uh, Fastcart asks, do you think Chris Roberts should be brought up in charges for teddy bear murder? I don't know about murder. Assault, maybe. 
Uh, <laughs> maybe, kidding. maybe, you know, assault with intent. Maybe murder in the <laughs> third degree. Uh, manslaughter, maybe. Maybe manslaughter. Uh, bear, bear slaughter. slaughter? <laughs> I think you stuffed that up. Uh, Haze07, Mrs. Shiver's cat. I hate you, Shiver. What? Um, uh, Doom I have a cat? What cat? I don't know. Uh, my cat's asleep on the chair beside me. It hasn't moved in, like, three hours. It's a cat. Um, Doom Centurion asks, what are your hopes for roles for the prefab bases beyond just the basics? Now, this is actually something we didn't mention, but we did get a really good look at uh, both prefab bases and prefab satellites this week, which I think is really exciting. It kind of speaks to a an expanding of the game because right now, yes, you have um, you've got Grimhex, you've got uh, whatever the main one is. I can never remember the bloody name. Yes, that. And then you've got all of the little signal beacony things. But there's not there's there's nothing else. It's just shut up. I hate you, Shiver. <laughs> I hate Shiver. Uh, just so everyone knows, I hate Shiver. <laughs> I love you. I know, and it's the problem. <laughs> I don't know what 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 do you guys hope we'll get from bases beyond just here's a base. Something to do in them, I hope. I mean, ideally, it won't be just little landmarks you can visit. I mean, that's cool. People will like that, but missions in them or things to collect or, you know, stuff. Yeah, missions or people to shoot. People like shooting people, right? Places um, to store your things? I don't know. Trans yeah. <laughs> I well, I hopefully that we'll eventually be able to own and modify them ourselves. So yeah, being able to customize that'll be awesome. Yeah, interior decorating in Star Citizen. Um, no, when you're creating a building, it's no longer decorating; it's now building. Now becoming an architect. <laughs> ah, yes, architecture. But but once <laughs> the building is built, and then you have to fill it with stuff. <laughs> That's interior decorating. Sorry, That's I want shopping. to be an interior decorator. Who cares? What's what's the big deal? I like decorating interiors, as you can clearly see. My interior is so well decorated here. I heard um, Flint Dragon say he wants uh, trading posts and things. That could be quite good. You could just yeah. set up a small little trading post, like set out the backy Mustang beta. Um... So we've got two questions here slightly related about the F8 Lightning. Now, Hayes07's wondering what everyone's view is regarding the F8 Lightning and CIG1 letting people get access to it and two, perhaps putting it up for sale and Doom Centurion says on the F8 discussion, why don't we suggest to CIG to make it only available in Arena Commander? Uh, F8 Lightning? What do you guys think? I like the idea that it wouldn't be available to the regular players unless perhaps maybe stealing it from a military outpost or somewhere. Not something that you buy or in-game or on their website. 
just to make it a little bit unique or bring a little bit of an additional touch of realism because there's obviously military ships and equipments that we can't have access to or we don't have access to unless you're in the black market. <laughs> Which there should be. I think there will be. I hope so. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't care so much if people are able to get the F8 Lightning, to be honest. Like, one of the, one of the important things that I think is always lost when people... What are you laughing about this time, Shiver? Leave the chat! That's brilliant! I'm sorry! Nitro Type Hat says, I'm waiting for the F9 Thunder and Doom Centurion. Love you. Nitro Type Hat, followed by the F10. Very, very frightening. <laughs> it's brilliant. Aren't those tornadoes? No, they're, they're spaceships. Oh, isn't the isn't that the system of classifying tornadoes? It's an F one. Did it go to F five? I thought. Did it? Yeah. Go so to these beyond? are really really big tornadoes, like planet sized <laughs> tornadoes. Space um, tornadoes. Yeah. Space uh, tornadoes. I was about to say a thing. Oh, um, ships. I don't really care if people have ships before the game launches. One of the one of the things that CIG and this is admittedly something that they still need to show that they can do, but one of the most important things about the game is the idea that players are one in ten in the universe. I want there to be a diversity of ships when the MMO launches. There needs to be a diversity of ships. Because I don't want four hundred thousand people all loading up into star citizen on day one and all having auroras in the same area like there needs to be diversity of ship and they've done a good job of having diversity of ships some people have glaives how many people have been able to have a glaive what like 200 500 people not many same with idris same with other ships the ability to have the ships beforehand it's not giving those players an advantage it's fleshing out the universe before the universe has a chance to flesh itself out I would agree with that, but at the same time, they have a lot of ships. We have a lot of fighters in particular. I don't think we. I think there's got to be a point where they say, "Okay, this is the line where the fighters after here once you need to steal or do whatever to get." I think it's good for them to have ones that are completely out of our reach. I mean, if if especially when it's a fighter, because we've got ninety some fighters at this point. <laughs> and they'll be in game, just not, you know, maybe yeah. player accessible. Or if they are, you have to steal them, which is an interesting challenge, I think, for of someone who's into the pirating. And... and if they want to test the ship when they put it in the game, then give it to people in the PTU like they do with every other ship. Just don't sell it. Yeah. Ship is not, and you know, ship is not the point of the game. You're not. Starting off in Aurora and the end game is, you know, finishing a game in an Idris and that's it, you've completed the game. You've got to use the damn thing once you've got it. That's the game. It's not just acquiring the ship. The ship is your horse in an MMO. You've got a very fancy horse, but... Would you say it's an amazing horse? This horse is amazing? Look at my Thank horse. You. Um, GameZocker123 asks, what do you think about Dual Universe? It's another crowdfunded, uh, crowdfunding campaign that's going on right now. I actually backed it because it looks cool. Uh, let's throw a link into the chatty thing. I have backed basically every single 
uh, space game that has shown up on Kickstarter. Um, and I don't regret it, even though none of them have really shown up yet. Um, yeah, it looks cool. It's It looks like it's trying to do a lot of what Star Citizen is, is doing, uh, but more building your own place in the universe, like building your own space station, building your own stuff, being trading, politician. It's, I think it'll do okay. Uh, it's actually, it's got 360,000 pounds of a 500,000 pound goal. Um, I think it'll be good. I don't think it'll match Star Citizen, but more, more activity in the space genre will never go amiss. Has, has anyone else looked at Dual Universe? No? Okay. Let's move I've on. Been off of, I've been staying off of Kickstarter because once I go onto the page, I start, like, opening my wallet, finding things that I want. Yeah. So I taught myself not to even bother going on Kickstarter just to prevent that issue from happening. I, I wish <laughs> I had learned that because, oh, God. I have... I have successfully backed 57 different projects um mm. i have a slight issue uh hayes 07 asks what ship does everyone think will be sold citizen con uh there will be a new ship there's a new ship every year so something that we have no idea is coming will come what was it last year saber saber it was a saber eh? yeah yeah we'll we'll get something like that something that no one even had a clue was coming and they're just gonna be like BAM new shit. I don't think it was something completely new. I think it was something we've heard of, the Polaris or the Origin six hundred or Prowler. the Terrapin not Terrapin, the Prowler, yeah. So I think it was something we've heard of. Just not something completely brand new. Uh so Shiver Bathory asks what is the name of Eris's cat, and why does he hate Shivers so much? Uh, my cat. That was Flint. Flint asked that. Flint Dragon. But you, it's it's it says Shiver Bathroom. I copy pasted it. He PMs me, and I paste because he's listening on Shoutcast from the base.sc, which you can also do. You can because the base.sc is awesome, and INN loves the base. Um, the name of Eris's cat is Neve. And I hate Shiver because uh, he's British. <laughs> the question hating, at the end? hating people because of just they have a different race is a British thing, and that's cultural misappropriation, sir. Uh, excuse <laughs> me, I am a Canadian. I am like British, but better. So really, I'm allowed to appropriate your culture because reasons. <laughs> America. Yeah, except Canada. <laughs> Bloody Canucks. You can't even Coming over here it. and stealing our moose. You don't have any moose. Because we stole no, them. No, no, you stole them all. Uh, Eddie the Gamer Ghoul asks As shown as AT in ATV and RTV, do you think the modulations for satellites and camps will eventually be used to help build your own home base or whatever? Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh god uh, Commander Llama has uh, just reminded me of another project I backed which was Limit Theory that died 
Um, yeah. Limit Theory was... There were three main space games that were announced, like, were kickstarted around the same time. Star Citizen, Elite, and Limit Theory. Star Citizen is going the route of making all of the money and not coming out yet. Uh, Elite Dangerous made some of the money and came out, although it's, let's say, handicapped. And Limit Theory made some money and just died, which is really sad because it actually looked pretty cool. Um, Hellcat asks, will Squadron 42 have support for Vulcan DX-12 or Mantle? Not Mantle's sure. dead. Mantle's not around, but Vulcan and DX-12, I believe CIG are actually rewriting uh, rewriting a whole bunch of stuff to, one, get rid of DX-9 support, which is actually important because it's ancient. And two, they are working on uh, DX-12 support because... DX12 support is important. So yes, it will probably have DX12 and Vulcan support. Not sure which. I think they're still thinking about it, but <laughs> I think it'll probably end up being Vulcan purely because of the cross platform and that's stuff they've promised and go stretch goals. The open source side of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. CIG do like things that um benefit everyone. Because they've uh will be looking at porting it to Linux. They will be considering Porting it to Mac for those five guys. So it'll do them a favor, ultimately, having something like Vulcan on their side over DX12. Shiver, can you do me a favor? I'm not buying a Mac. No, can you say Linux? Linux. Do you want me to say Unix, too? Unix is fine, but Linux. Swedish. It's Swedish, darling. Linux. It has an X in it as well. Jeff? Uh, no. This is weird. Uh, and we have now actually reached the end of the questions, which is unfortunate. Um, I'm going to take this uh, moment to mention that... Oh, where is it? Let me look it up quickly. I will be on the captain's table, uh, episode 24, later today. Uh, I think it's in about two and a bit hours. Um that's that's uh, run and hosted by the Astro Pub. Uh, so if you want to watch more of me being an ass to everyone and everything, you can come and watch that. I'm still waiting for more questions. Um, Flint Dragon's been sending some questions in. Oh yeah. What I I only know fifty percent of this. But what do you think of the idea of having the versus version of the Hugo or a total lemon or jalopy? Jalopy. Um, jalopy one, just sounds like a one. Dish. I I think the versus version of a total lemon is the Redeemer. Uh, I think the jalopy is the Mustang Beta. Is it not? Jalopy sounds like some sort of Italian dish to me. It's a car. I think yeah. he's, he's mentioning cars, types of cars, isn't he? I think so. I don't know. I'm really, really bad with cars. I don't... <laughs> I'm not I sure what's happening here. inside of it. Oh, good. We got some more questions. Uh, thank God. Um, Shadowspear173 asks, what do you guys think of the FPS video that they showed? I love it. Shiver, you are... Wow. 
your int- your, you your video what? is like dead. What? Why? Everyone looks great to me. Everyone's moving. Everything's fine on here. Something's wrong with you. Um. Uh. So, Shiver, what did you think about lot. the FPS uh, videos? It's lovely and smooth. Got rid of the head bob. Um. The thing that I'd like to see them solve is the current issue with the head bob of when you're close to something or when you're strafing, you still have severe head bob. Next. Division stabilization, the shorts. Is that what we're... Yeah, it was awesome. Like, I totally liked in the video that they showed um, NPCs shooting back and doing ground combat. was quite good. Yeah. Edenstar, what do you think? Did you see it? Yes. And it's the whole head bobbing issue that's being, that's very important to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, here, this is actually something I want to talk more about next week, probably. It's probably going to be one of my main topics, as we probably won't have much news while waiting for CitizenCon. Um, here's some, what I think of the FPS video that they showed. I think it's great. I think the FPS is finally looking like an FPS. It's looking like a real game game which is important uh fps's need to be smooth you go and play something like overwatch and you're not bobbing all over the place you're just you go which is great and i love it um weapons and really this is this is actually a question for items in general it look at most mmos and most blizzard games because blizzard actually does this best but you look at diablo or world of warcraft and there's what how many different tiers of weapons and one of the things is there's there are skinner boxes you always get new items right you always get a reward you get an achievement or you know gold new weapons new something something always goes hey you got a new thing and there's it's it's a constant evolving will are they going to have that for weapons are they going to have that for ships will you always be getting something better do they have that kind of room to grow i'm kind of worried about the weapons that they've shown so far in that it's this is one assault rifle it feels more like a battlefield or a call of duty in that this is my one assault rifle is that assault rifle like is it a is it a white is it a green is it a purple are there going to be levels of items like that Yes, he's talked about it. Internally, at least, on the database, there will be rarity levels sort of thing. So there will be the equivalent of your legendary item, and it will have uh, superior stats in some ways. But it will also be very... Um, say, say it's got high stabilization on it, it may have a much lower power on it. I would imagine they're looking at it as, you know, these weapons that were first coming out, these are the base vanilla variants after here this is where there are variants from here. So it could either go, you know, higher accuracy, higher damage, but at the cost of other things. And then there's, don't forget, over-tune, uh, overclocking and tuning it yourself, which is probably going to come in at one point as well on the equipment. I definitely think it will less be that you'll have just straight upgrades. Then it'll be a variety of weapons, and each will have their upsides and downsides. And they might even have the different capabilities. Um, you might be able to put some type of modifications on some weapons or more capacity for modifications on some weapons than others i think it'll be it won't just be this gun shoots better than the previous gun you had any thoughts you can start not particularly about the upgrading but 
from the video uh, from the ten from the chair. Was it ten? I'm getting the. I think it was around the verse. <laughs> around the verse about branding. I thought that was interesting. How it was important to them to brand the guns so that when you see it from the distance, you know, hey, it's this type of gun because obviously uh, each gun will have different stats, and that might ma matter to a player who is trying to calculate, you know, how to best tackle this particular player. So I thought that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's. I mean. I'm glad that they're going through and redoing all the weapons. I just hope that there's, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it up more next week, but, uh, there needs to be enough in the game to keep people going after the first few weeks. Um, Hellcat asks, just, just between questions quickly. Yeah. Um, space Pope has let me know that there is a, a, a interview that's just went up with Chris Roberts on CitizenCon, procedural planets, V2 and the 3.0 demo. Um, by Gamer Nexus. So if people are interested in that, then watch it after the show. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'll... Uh, Nix, do you want to post it into the chatty? The chatty sure, place? Sir. Cool. Um, yeah, I don't know what's what's on the video yet. I haven't had a chance to see it, but there is a new interview with CR, and any interview with Chris is great. Um, Hellcat asks, thoughts on missiles and torpedoes right now? Uh, the Gladiator doesn't have enough, neither does the Freelancer miss, and the Connie Phoenix has too many. Um, and the Gladius is great fun. Brivols84 <laughs> uh, asks, is milk white? And then says, don't answer that, and I'm going to answer it anyway. Uh, milk is not white, it is yellow. So, we're going to let that churn for a bit, or we're going to move on? <laughs> I hate you. Um, uh, Nakara is uh, throwing me some little bits about the interview. He's saying 2.6 to Evocati soon, 2.6 release after CitizenCon. No, uh, not all Star, Citizen, uh, Star Systems will be made in time for release. Uh, there will be planetary clouds and complete weather simulation on planets. Uh, there's more to it as well, but those are some of the fun bits. So, yeah, fun interview, it sounds like. Um, Shadowspear173 asks, How do you guys feel about the instant spawn of cargo? Is or should it be first iteration and there will be a wait time like when your ship blows up? I think this is referring to how... Uh, when you're moving cargo, like at a at a landing location, it'll move into your ship instantly. But if you're picking it up out on a planet somewhere, you have to actually carry it in. Uh, I think that's actually a really good compromise because there needs to be the realism, and there needs to be the I'm filling up my hull E. I'm not going to wait 70 hours as people fill it for me. But there also needs to be the um, Firefly. One of, one, of the, like, one of the first things in Firefly is they're, they're salvaging a bunch of nutrient bars. And they're, they grab the bars and actually have to move them to their ship. And I feel like that's actually something that Chris has probably wanted to have reflected in Star Citizen the entire time. The the taking out a ship, grabbing its stuff, moving it in, and then getting out of there 
before the ship's rescue arrives to blow you up. I think what they've said, as far as I'm aware, is that cargo will be automatically loaded in stations that have that facility. If you go to some rock somewhere with just like a post, you might load that cargo manually. Um, and with salvage, you'll have to do it manually because there is no automation when you're sitting out in space with a brick. I do wonder what that means for... Um, what's the thing? The tractor beam. Tractor beams. How do those work? Do they just magically put it into your cargo hold? They did show during the Caterpillar White Box, one of those videos, they had the prototype uh, in order, and it was just exactly what you'd expect it to be. You, you, you pick up object, you throw object around, you throw object into cargo. I mean, but that was literally prototype, yeah. so... It'll be interesting. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, that's... No. Uh, am I allowed to... Doom Centurion asks, am I allowed to smack Shiver with a rolled-up newspaper? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but you won't get away with it, because he leaves prints. See what I have to deal with? Do you see what I have to deal with here? <laughs> to, be, to be fair, he did warn me. <laughs> what was it? Prepare yourself for puns? <laughs> Before I got off. <laughs> I just didn't know how. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, I don't think you can. <laughs> but that was a good one. It was. Thanks. It's one of the few reasons I hired Shiver. His puns. Um, if he ever stops saying puns, he's fired. Uh... <laughs> Hayes I stopped breathing as well. Hayes07 asks, uh, is there a hope in hell of 2.6 before CitizenCon? Uh, from what we just heard from that Star Citizen interview with uh, Chris Roberts, probably not. I think we'll see it in the PTU before then. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. Um, Doom Centurion asks, will station magic for loading and unloading cost a few credits, and should it? I believe it will, and I believe it should. No one disagrees. Okay. Well, I, I, I still kind of like the idea of, you know, oh, you got to wait for your ship to load up. I'll just go and check out the local town for an hour, half an hour, and come back and it's loaded. That, that's that's, that's kind of cool. I could see it getting tedious having to do it every single time, though. Something like five minutes or ten minutes, I could see that being reasonable. Yeah. I could see actually having, like, a hull E-weight take, like, two hours or something to fill up because it's so bloody huge but in those two hours just get a different ship and go out and do something else if you've got a hully you probably have more ships than just your hully i hope <laughs> yeah. i really hope because wow um shadow spear 173 asks how much upgrading or whatever uh or whatever you saw uh, how much should you be able to improve someone's equipment when uh, upgrading it? Like, when tweaking it? Uh, I think there have to be upsides and downsides to all of the upgrades that you can perform. Like, yes, I can make my gun shoot faster, but it'll overheat faster, and so I can't get as many shots out of it. Something like that. Like, there has to be benefits and drawbacks to all of it, I think. I imagine they want to have some level of realism where you can't go to ridiculous levels. 
Is that the scientific term, ridiculous levels? Yeah, ridiculous uh, space, space balls. I, I believe the scientific term is actually redonkulous. Uh, yes, coming, it is. Coming I from, thought that was the Latin term. Well, it is the Latin term, but as we all know, science uh, is derives most of its terms from Latin. So uh, They did invent it. Yes, the Latins did invent science uh, mm. as a thing that you can pick up and fondle with your hands. Um, and they invented Latin. Oh my god. Somebody kill me, please. You did this to yourself. I know I did. That's the worst part. <laughs> I missed you so much, Harris! Don't ever go again! Except I'm leaving in like two weeks. You're gonna be killing yourself on your back. Yeah. Like a newspaper. Black and white and red all over. No. Okay. No, that one was that one was just bad. I'm not giving you that one. <laughs> That's because no. it wasn't a pun. It was a, an attempt at a joke. Don't don't try and joke. You can pun. You're very good at puns. But that is that is where your level of um, being good at things. Ends. I can joke. <laughs> I just can't dare say my jokes in a public place where it gets recorded. Uh, Hellcat asks, is Eris ready to fly again? No. Nope. Out of van! La la la. I'm gonna be so high on the plane. About 35,000 feet. Oh, fuck. I walked into that one, didn't I? <laughs> flew into it. It's boarding. I think I flew into it, actually. Um, okay. You know what? That's it. I'm cutting Shiver off from any more puns. So, quickly, Eden Star, where can people find you? I don't know. Just walking around the uh, convention in the city. Over on the base as well? You've got some Over things Oh, on you the mean... Base. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think you were asked. No, no, no. I Sorry. was jumping. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, you, you, they can find me on the base. Um, sometimes on the round table, sometimes on FNS, <laughs> wherever I get pulled in. Shiver, where can people avoid you? Uh, most people avoid Cosmic Cataclysm on the base, which is Wednesdays at 6pm UTC, I think. And then a lot of people avoid postcards from the Event Horizon, which is 2300 UTC uh, on the base. And then anywhere else on INN where justice needs to be done, I'll be there. Oh, and people can find me tomorrow. Uh, what time was it? 1900 Eastern Time on Diverse Diverse with Sophie Girl and rest of the ladies and on the round table before that around 1700 ET. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, next, you're you kind of hide in the shadows. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be doing transcripts. The regular transcripts are coming out. Yeah, you, you help with pretty much every single transcript. So if you like our transcripts, uh, say thank you to Next because he's one of the crazy people that do them. And also Desmarius, if he's still in chat. Yeah, and Desmarius and uh, True Medic. Captain's, yes. Which I don't know why he isn't called Canadian Syrup in Twitch. It really bothers me, but, you know. <laughs> I just want some brand unity across platforms. Is that too much to ask? for 
Okay, we're He's out. getting no answers. Yeah. <laughs> we're out. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you next week for more of this. Bye. Bye. <laughs>